0: We're in a spiritual battle. So use the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God.
1: Pastor Greg Laurie has pointed out before, the Christian life isn't a playground, but a battleground. And we need to be equipped and ready for the warfare that surrounds us.
0: The devil whispers in your ear, you're not going to heaven. And you come back and you say, it is written. These things we write to you that believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. Boom! This
1: is the day when the lost are found This is the day for a new beginning oh, Amazing grace, how sweet the sound oh, Can you hear all the angels are singing This is the day, the day when life begins If there's a war raging and someone mistakenly stumbles into the middle of it, the warriors don't suddenly stop and say, "Hey, wait a minute, fellas, this guy isn't part of it. Let's just wait till he gets out of the way." No, people who stumble into the battle unaware often get caught in the crossfire. Today, on a new beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie wants to make sure that that doesn't happen to us. He points out we're surrounded by spiritual warfare. And we need to be prepared to fight and fight victoriously. This is the day.
0: This is a new series that we're doing called Faith 101, a crash course on the basics of the Christian life, things that sometimes we lose sight of. So grab your Bible and turn to two passages with me, if you would, Acts chapter 2 and Psalm 19. Now, by the way, before I read them, (laughs) this happened on the heels of the birth of the church, This is what happened after the day of Pentecost when the church was born. The Holy Spirit was poured out Unbelievers, the Bible tells us. And now this is what the church did in the aftermath of that, and this is what the church should be doing today to stay strong spiritually. Acts 2:42. Those that gladly received his word were baptized, and that day three thousand souls were added to them, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and the breaking of bread and in doctrine and fellowship and prayers. Now drop down to verse 46. So continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people, and the Lord added to the church daily those that were being saved. So I've summed this up in an acronym, W-E-L-L. W, for they were a worshiping church. E, they were an evangelizing church. L, number one, they were a learning church. And L, number two, they were a loving church. I'll deal with those other principles later. Let me just focus on this one. They were a learning church. Verse 42, they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine, and fellowship, and the breaking of bread and prayers. This phrase, continued steadfastly, speaks of a passion. It speaks of people that were really engaged. You know, we need anointed preaching today, for sure, but I think we also need anointed listening, giving your attention with intention, paying attention. Jesus would often say, He that has ears to hear, let him hear. If we were to update that, it might go along these lines, listen up. Pay attention because we're sharing with you the word of God. So if you wanna be a growing Christian, number one, you must read, love, study, memorize the word of God. Principle number two, if you wanna be a growing Christian, you need to read the Bible as if your life depended on it Because it does. Again, you need to read the Bible as if your life depended upon it because it does. Years ago, Kathy and I were back in Florida speaking. And uh, we flew back to L.A. So we got on the plane, and you know how they go through the safety protocols in case of an emergency landing. There's a seat cushion under your seat, and uh, here's your little whistle that you blow, which never gave me a lot of comfort. And uh, here's the exit doors, no could a gesture like that. They're here and they're here. Okay, so I didn't really pay attention. I, I was reading a magazine, I think, and so the flight took off. We're about 45 minutes out of LAX and suddenly the voice of the pilot comes on the intercom. And I couldn't believe what he was saying. He said, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to have to make an emergency landing. And the flight attendants are going to come back and go through the safety drill again. Trust me, this time I listened. As it turned out, our landing gear wasn't working, but thankfully everything worked in the end and we landed safely. But the point was when they went over the protocols again, where our cushion was, even our little whistle, and certainly where the exit doors were, I was listening. Why? My life depended on it. When we hear the word of God, listen as though your life depends upon it because it does. Your spiritual life. Think of it this way. We're in a spiritual battle. And you fight a spiritual battle with spiritual weapons. I've got a a replica of a Roman sword right here. Pull it out of its sheath. And uh, so think of this now in spiritual battle. Think of this as your Bible. Basically the sword and the Bible are one and the same. The sword of the Spirit which is the Word of God. So the devil comes with a temptation and you come back with the sword. It is written. So the devil whispers in your ear, you're not really a Christian. God hasn't forgiven you. You're not going to heaven. And you come back and you say, it is written, these things we write to you that believe in the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life. Boom! You use the sword of the Spirit. Use the Word of God. Memorize the Word of God. It'll help you in times of trial. It'll help you in times of temptation. The Bible says... Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. Know the word of God. So a successful Christian will be a Bible-studying Christian, and a failing Christian will be one that does not open the word of God. And this is the problem. A lot of people are not opening their Bibles today. Instead, we're looking at social media, I read a series of stats the other day about what a lot of Christians do each and every day. And I can tell you, a lot more people are looking at social media than their Bible. For instance, every day, 66% of evangelical believers are looking at Facebook, 39% are looking at YouTube, and 32% are opening their Bible. Houston, we have a problem. We've gotta open the book up and hear what the book has to say.
1: It's great to have you with us today for A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie. Pastor Greg is offering important insights from his study of the basics called Faith 101. We're seeing the importance of God's Word today. It's foundational.
0: The Bible is the most amazing book ever written. It's literally God's message to you. Now, technically speaking, it's not one book. It's actually 66 books written over a 1,500-year span. Uh, The words of Scripture were written by 40 authors from every walk of life, ranging from kings to peasants to philosophers, fishermen, poets, statesmen and scholars yet all of the authors of the bible write about one theme which is god's redemption of mankind and every one of these individuals that wrote scripture were inspired by god second peter 1:20 says understand that no prophecy in scripture came from the prophets themselves because they wanted to prophesy it was from the holy spirit who moved these prophets to speak for god point number 3 The Word of God is perfect and completely trustworthy. The Word of God is perfect and completely trustworthy. Know that when you open this book up, Psalm 19 verse seven says, the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. And when that phrase, the law of the Lord is used, it's interchangeable with the Word of the Lord. God's Word is perfect. It never goes out of style. You ever look at a yearbook, maybe your yearbook from high school. And I think we're always amazed at what our hairstyles were. A lot of strange hairstyles come and go. You know, what what were we thinking when we were all wearing mullets? And by the way, I see the mullets are coming back again. I saw a guy the other day, young kid uh, at some hipster coffee shop with a mullet. And I have to say, it looked as bad as they used to look back when we had them. So I don't know if we should bring that back. But the point is, Things come and go. Trends come and go. Musical styles come and go. So many things come and go. But the Word of God is always the same. And Jesus Christ is always the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. And to me it's amazing that even though the newspaper is outdated in a day or so, the Word of God is always fresh and relevant to what we're facing. The Bible says His mercies are new every morning. Listen to this. The Bible says in 2 Timothy 3, all Scripture is inspired by God, or literally breathed by God. That means that the Bible is God's infallible Word. The original autographs, that is the first copies, are without error. There are no mistakes in the Bible. It's perfect. You can trust it, even with a recent archaeological discovery like the Dead Sea Scrolls. It only confirms what the Bible has said all along. Point number four, the Word of God transforms us. The Word of God transforms us. So if you want to be a growing Christian, you need to spend time in the Word of God. Why? Because it will transform you. Going back to Psalm 19 again, it says, the Word of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. This phrase that is used here for converting means reviving, restoring, and transforming. So listen, when you read God's Word, you're revived. When you read God's Word, you're restored. When you read God's Word, you're transformed. Now listen, if you don't want to be transformed, if you don't want to be restored, then don't read the Bible. The Bible is for people that have a sense of desperation about where they are in life. It's for people who don't know the purpose of life and they want to know what that purpose should be. The Bible is for people who are not really sure where they came from and they're not really sure where they are going. The Bible is for people that want to change. The Bible is for people that wish they could control their passions, Uh, for people that don't want to be mere victims of circumstances, for people that wish there was not so much pain in life. The Bible is for people who want relationships with others that will be better. That's who it's for. Now, if you have it all worked out, then I guess you don't need the Bible. But of course, you're also delusional because all of us need the Word of God. This is the user's manual that you've been looking for. As it has been said, B-I-B-L-E, basic instructions before leaving earth, So read what this word has to say. Now let me say one thing in conclusion. Let me tell you now what the Bible says about your soul. First of all, you've been made in the image of God. You're not a member of the animal kingdom. You're a human being made by God himself and you are loved by God himself and God longs for a relationship and a friendship with you. But here's what the Bible also says. You and I are separated from God by our sin. The Bible says all of sin and fallen short of the glory of God. But the Bible also tells us what the solution is. And Jesus himself said in John 3, 16, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son and whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. The Bible tells us Christ died for our sins. The apostle Paul said in scripture, he loved me and gave himself for me. Listen, Jesus died for you because he loves you and he wants to forgive you. And he wants to enter into a relationship with you. You say, well, Greg, how does that happen? You need to admit you're a sinner. Not make excuses for your sin. Not blame other people for your sins. Own it. Admit it. And ask God to forgive you. And he will. Right here, right now. Let me close with a series of questions. Would you like your sins to be forgiven? Would you like a fresh start in life? Would you like that big hole in your heart filled? Would you like to know with confidence that you will go to heaven when you die? If so, you need to ask Christ to come and live inside of you. Being a Christian is not becoming a religious person. I don't want to be a religious person. I've never been a religious person. This has nothing to do with religion. It has everything to do with relationship with you and God. Wouldn't you like to have that? Jesus is ready to come into your life. He's ready to forgive you of your sin. Jesus says, I I stand at the door and I knock. And if you'll hear my voice and open the door, I will come in. That's right here in the Bible. Would you like him to come in? Only you can open the door of your heart, so to speak. You say, but Greg, how does one do that? Through prayer. The Bible says, whoever will call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Hey, if you were drowning and you saw a lifeguard and you wanted them to rescue you, you have to cry out for help, right? If you want God to save you from your sin, if you want God to give you hope and purpose in life, you need to call out to him. And you can do that right here, right now, through prayer. In a moment, I'm going to lead you in the simplest of prayers. A prayer so simple that a child could pray it, and many do pray with us. But you can be an adult and pray this prayer. It doesn't matter what your age is. It's a simple prayer where you're saying, Jesus, come into my life. If you would like your sin forgiven, if you'd like to know that you will go to heaven when you die, if you would like your guilt taken away, or maybe you've fallen away from the Lord, if you would like to come back to Him, I want you to stop whatever you're doing And pray with me right now. Listen, God Almighty will hear your prayer and he will answer your prayer, but you must call out to him. I'm gonna pray a simple prayer. And I'm gonna ask you if you want Christ to come into your life, to pray this prayer even after me. As I pray it, you pray it. And this is a prayer. where you are asking Christ to come into your life so you can find the meaning and purpose of life. So if you want Jesus in your life right now, Pray this prayer with me if you would. Just pray these words. Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner, but I believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for my sin and rose again from the dead. I turn from my sin now, and I choose to follow you, Jesus, from this moment forward. Be my Savior and my Lord. Be my God and my friend. Thank you for hearing this prayer. Thank you for answering this prayer. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.
1: Pastor Greg Laurie with an important prayer here on A New Beginning with those making the decision to follow Jesus today. And if you've just prayed that prayer, we want to welcome you into the family of God. And as you begin to walk with the Lord, we'd like to help you by sending you some resource materials for your new journey. Just ask for a New Believers Growth Pack when you call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. And the team would love to pray with you too. Call 1-800-772-936 today. Next time, join us as Pastor Greg continues his series called Faith 101 with a look at how personal evangelism can keep our own faith strong and vibrant. That's next time on A New Beginning.